I'm recording now. You can talk. You're allowed. I permit you. Speak. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Speak. Lest ye mm-hmm. be spoken to. I don't think that's how it goes. That can't be how it goes. Eh. Speak. F- speak, pal. And come on in. <laughs> Just like the dwarves you always said. Um, <laughs> those those happy-go-lucky dwarves. Uh, so, speaking of happy-go-lucky, how are you? Uh-huh. I am doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is a good Friday. Um, uh, it's the wrong time of year for that. <laughs> oh, golly. I didn't even think about that. Um, it is a fine Friday, uh, which is a new holiday in November where one either must uh, get some some thinning shears uh, and sort of go over their hair a few times to make their hair nice and fine. Uh, that's one way to celebrate the holiday. Um, another way is to... Uh, take any jewelry that you have, and uh, you have a choice. You can use a Dremel. You can use um, some some sandpaper. You can use a uh, steamroller. You can use any number of things to sort of make your jewelry a lot thinner and therefore finer. Um, or you can replace all of your bed sheets with um a a instead of a, a very thick weave one would use something like linen for a fine weave and that is how you celebrate fine friday which we celebrate on the 4th of november every year mhm <laughs> yeah it's um it's you know i just please respect my beliefs uh and a fine friday to you yeah fine friday to you as as well Thank uh, you. and uh you know i just uh love fine friday so much I, how are you how are you celebrating the holiday this year what what have you made finer in your life uh i would say for the holiday, um, much much like uh, during Lent, one would give up something uh, for, uh-huh. you know, uh, something to consider during your Good Friday. For Fine Friday, I have diminished uh, my use of Twitter at the moment. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm not going to pretend that I'll never use Twitter again, because I feel like I've said that like three to four times, um, and it never really sticks. But uh, at the moment, as Twitter is burning to the ground... Uh, I don't know if I really want to uh, just like chill there, like and uh, ironically participate in the uh, <laughs> the conversations around it, like crumbling apart. But uh, you know, I'll still like retweet like uh, blog posts or whatever, or things that are relevant, or this podcast is released or stuff like that. Like it's not, I, I just don't feel like I want to have like a water cooler chat conversation on there at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, it just mainly has to do with, uh, what, what is the benefit of having that conversation, uh, at all on that platform at the, uh, right now. Um, also, uh, I downloaded my archive and the thought of just doing a bunch of stuff that could theoretically not be archived either because the people maintaining the archive tool are gone or because someone has decided that it is no longer part of this 
technological roadmap um, mm-hmm. at any point. Uh, that that also doesn't rub me the right way. So uh, I, I kind of uh, will just see where things settle um, as activists are being accused of undermining uh, oh, the the, uh, the revenue of Twitter. Um, so I don't, I just don't need to participate in any of that's the shenanigans. Yeah. I've really found that I don't even need to define my usage or lack thereof on the platform because I've ended up going that way anyway. Then, you know, there was that piece, um, out that was sort of looking at internal documents that said that uh, the number of quote unquote heavy tweeters has uh, dropped by quite a bit. And I have found that I am among that group um, or was, you know, was among the group of heavy tweeters who is no longer a heavy tweeter. And uh, it's just kind of naturally happened. So I haven't needed to go. um, Let me sort of give a, 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 date and a time and a metric and all of this for Mm -hmm. myself on when I won't be using the platform or will be using the platform anymore, because I just kind of have naturally, even before any of this happened, have significantly reduced, uh, the, uh, my, my interactions on the platform, my, uh, interest in the platform and everything in between. Um, so yeah, for me, I think it's just, it's, it's coming naturally. I, I don't think that I will, um, I guess what I'm saying is my usage will continue in the way that it has, mm-hmm. which is to say, not really all that much. And either it will go up or down from here, but I imagine it will go down from here. We'll just have to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I uh, that reminds me too. Mm-hmm. I need to download my, my Twitter archive. Yeah, I just mostly am fearful that it's just suddenly that ability will go away either because of malice or uh because that feature doesn't work uh because all of the staff has been laid off um so just get on that uh just to have for your personal records um and like you said a declaration is strictly speaking not necessary especially uh repeated declarations um but uh (laughs) i think it's it's worth mentioning my my uh the current reluctance to use it in case people are expecting a certain amount of participation from me in right, conversations right. or activity and are wondering if I like died or something. I'm not dead. Uh, at least at the time you're listening to this <laughs> on fine Friday. Um, but uh, I, I, uh, you know, very fine at the moment. Um, a fine day to you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, it, it just uh, is, is uh, one of those situations where I, I was also a heavy tweeter and I go through those periods of, you know, not using it so much and then using it more. And sometimes it's not using it to tweet, but using it to doom scroll or to uh, even just get news because I find that that is still it's the disproportionate way that uh, news enters my life is mainly from people either uh tweeting about something or from passing around a link to a tweet um, because mm-hmm. so many journalists are on Twitter. Um, and so that also skews things. And there's that part of my brain that's like, oh, well, how's all this going to skew like media coverage and stuff like that? Um, especially from, uh, let's say, some more editorial political writers who uh, kind of view their position on Twitter as having a uh, a 
platform and an audience that kind of centers on them more so than mm. the reporting. Um, so I, I, I don't know how all that's going to shake out in the media landscape um, and, and so on and so forth. But it's just uh, so weird. It's a weird period to be in um, to like have to figure out like, well, what do you do? Because uh, we've tried Mastodon. And um, I, I said this, uh, Jason Snell and Dan Morin were recording their uh, weekly podcast for Six Colors subscribers, and I was in the their Discord, also another place you can find me. Um, and I, uh, they were, Dan mentioned Mastodon, that he's trying it out again, and uh, Jason Snell mockingly, of course, said, like, we're, we're doing that again, like, that's, that's happening, and I wrote in the, <laughs> the Discord... Mastodon is not happening. It's just my methadone. Um, and that's, uh. <laughs> that's how I feel about it is like, it's not, I don't see it being Twitter. Uh, cause I don't think any, I don't think you're going to replace Twitter with a Twitter clone. Um, cause I don't think that's how social networks work when people leave. Um, because you're building an entirely new network of people and associations and, uh, methods for how you use it. So, you don't just copy and paste from one to the other, even though it seems very much like, oh, a, a, a toot is a tweet. Uh, got it. And then it's like, no, that's, but it's, it's different. These, these things are different. Uh, like functionally, how you interrelate with all the people is not the same. Also, basically, none of the news orgs are on there. None of the, you know, that's changing a few people are on there. What's very funny is like some of the political reporters joining and being like, where's the politics section? I Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh boy, you're in trouble. Um, you know, the, the like real clout chasers. Uh, but I just uh, am you, it, it is a way for me to sort of like compulsively go check and reply to things and do that wasteful activity that I otherwise would do um in in the uh car manufacturers billionaires boondoggle um it's and that's you know all it's going to be and i think it's much more likely that things like discord and private slacks and other little forums where you don't have to deal with garbage people um are probably the the most likely long-term replacement for for me uh in terms of like possibilities um uh, but I don't see myself like deleting my account and all that kind of stuff um, unless like, well, let's just say unless Donald is, uh, is back there or something. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's true. That that would be a signal for going. Well, yeah. OK, then then it's then it's burned to the ground here. right now. It's just like incompetence. Um, so, I don't, you know, which is sort of mildly different. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's how I I feel about this garbage mess fiasco situation um and uh other alternatives that there are that exist for that i, I where, where, what have you used as you've gravitated away from using twitter on the reg um to uh sort of like satisfy that uh interaction compulsion um is it iMessage with specific people is it group chat things with garbage group chat app things um is it is it like it's discord? i think for me it's it's just well it's definitely not discord my god <laughs> I, I to this day have no idea really what i'm doing anytime i go into discord it's so overwhelming um i am i don't i don't know of a creature i wish i knew of a creature that 
it's like a butterfly, but it stops before it gets to the butterfly. It makes its cocoon and it just becomes a cocoon and then it hardens into a rock and then it becomes a fossil and then it disappears under layers and layers and layers of sedimentary rock and maybe or maybe not it's found by uh archaeologists years later that is my method i just am really not interacting on much of anything um oh i thought you were gonna I, say journaling <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh god no um i shouldn't say that i shouldn't say that journaling can be very helpful for people and i'm i i don't um I, I don't mean to make light of that. Um, yeah, I I guess so. I, maybe it is. I, I really wonder. I wonder if because I spend so much time um, talking to other people in a given week, uh, do, doing podcasts, you know, every day, that that has some level of reduction in my need for interaction in other places, or if I'm just sort of a fundamentally broken person, because either could be true. I guess both could be true. Um, and, and so, and I, I try to compare that to, for example, someone who uh, goes to work every day, you know, a, a Starbucks barista who goes to work every day. And I think that why C-Mine is different from that is that it tends to be that Yes, it's work, but it's also the the people I'm talking to uh, tend to be, at the very least, colleagues. Um, well, I, I don't even know, because it's more than colleagues if it's that. But uh, in many cases, like in this case, friends. And so that interaction gets to take place. And I guess that leads to uh, me not needing to scratch the itch of interaction so much. Um, I, I occasionally browse through Instagram, um, occasionally read a few Twitter posts, but I don't do a whole lot of interacting. Um, I, it, it tends to be kind of a, a passive thing, uh, when it is happening. Um, the, I, I mostly just listen to audiobooks. to be completely honest with you. Um, I think that when it's come to Twitter, uh, more and more, I, I was just talking to, uh, my co-host on tech news weekly, Jason Howell about this yesterday. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like that person who's saying, don't cancel me, bro, or anything like that. Cause it's not just that, but anytime I've thought about sending a tweet, I think about the 15 possible caveats or follow-ups I'd need to add to that tweet to make sure that it's being, uh, understood that it's, uh, sarcasm or that it's, um, uh, that it, that, you know, it's about this specific thing and not about these other five things that should be considered and everything else that's involved. And then I just go to never tweet. Um, and as far as on other platforms like Instagram, I posted for the first time in a long time, my, uh, Halloween costume, um, or I should say the first time in a while, my Halloween costume, uh, because I didn't think there was much that could go wrong with that uh what so yeah i think did anything go, go wrong <laughs> no whoa something just fell um not not as of yet uh i was pictured um with my head on my friend's shoulder and so therefore i 
uh, very clearly have been spending time with human beings other than just my partner, which means that uh, for some, they might be upset that I am not uh, sheltering in place at home because of the pandemic or whatever. And I didn't put like I didn't put in my Instagram caption underneath to say, oh, and by the way, I am triple vaccinated and have taken the bivalent booster and I have my flu vaccine and uh, the the win- the doors and windows were open and this and that. So but don't worry. Did, everything's fine. But wait, wait, but who hold, knows? hold on. Are you, are you saying okay. that because you were mentally picturing someone replying with those things, which are plausible, or did mm-hmm. someone actually reply? No one has replied okay. with that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was concerned that by posting a photo... Um, where I was in a in an indoor location mm-hmm. um, with someone who is not my partner, uh, meaning that I was spending time with people outside of my quote unquote bubble, that then there would be some sort of at the very least side eye or something. And so I, I guess I'm saying that also it just is like, OK, then I just don't really want to post and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining that that's the thing. I'm just, I'm saying that it is, um, it, it's led me to realize that, uh, social media in a, in a way has given us all, or has given many of us this sort of mandate. It's like that we, we need to be saying things and the, the actuality is that we don't need need to necessarily be saying things. Um we we can just sort of not say things or uh share things if we don't want to. But I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I ju- I honestly don't know. I I I'm probably overthinking everything as I tend to do, but I I I don't think you're alone. I certainly think about when I'm posting like what who what interaction am I looking to get out of this being somewhere? Um and in many cases, one of the things that I did like about Twitter before uh, this apocalypse um, was that the the Twitter circles, um, which have problems. But one of the nice things was if I had some little snarky, dumb thing to say, and I knew that only a small handful of my friends would care, then I could just say it in the Twitter circle. And then I wouldn't have to worry about you know, some hop on, um, coming by and just saying like, well, actually, did you know the blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I don't, the number of times that I've thought about like sending out a tweet or posting something somewhere and caught myself like you, Uh like you were doing of like, well, is this worth potentially the conversation about anything at all relating to it with some stranger? And the answer is mostly no. Um, so things like Twitter circles or my Instagram is private. Um, and that's not because there's spicy, amazing stuff happening over on my Instagram. It's, it's because it's, it, I just don't want to have like Russian bots following me asking me for like cam time anymore. I don't need that (laughs) level of validation of their faves on my photos and stuff. It's just like, I don't, I don't want that. Um, and, uh, on, and, uh, for other things like discord, um, is the, you know, the six colors member slack and the rebound member slack. And they're both, uh, you know, you, they pay people pay, uh, for access to those. Um, so it kind of removes a layer of people that would otherwise be 
difficult to deal with. Now, I know that that's a little elitist, um, that, uh, you know, not everyone can afford the... I see you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I can picture somebody listening to this podcast and being like, wow, that's fine if you have money. And it's like, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's, it's, it's a relief that I know that there are some people who are not going to want to pay the money but who are also people who want to argue, um, and that uh, I I don't want to have the arguing people um, really in my proximity uh, for any particular reason. Also, it super helps on the Six Colors Discord that I'm a moderator, so all will fear me in despair. Um, I can I can just like you know disappear a person if I wanted to. Um, uh-huh. not that I would do that. I actually was really nervous when I was made a moderator because nobody really asked me. It just was, it appeared as a status and I was like, oh Surprise! no, am I supposed to do something? <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was, it's, it's, uh, kind of comforting to have a sort of like place where it's like, no one's going to be a jerk because everyone who's here knows that you're all like here to participate in something. Um, now, like you said, Discord's very confusing, although it's way easier for me to wrap my head around the six colors and the rebound ones than it is to deal with anything involving the relay FM discord. Cause that is just bonkers. I just go in there for like the live show comments and stuff like that. But like, uh, so much stuff. Um, it's very overwhelming, uh, bots and things. And y- you are opted into any time a new forum area is added and so it's like why am i getting notifications about the stuff i don't know what it is i don't care about pens um and uh (laughs) you just have that kind of like weird interaction uh where you're trying to figure that out because that was also something i resisted doing because for a long time slack was that for me in terms of like having a uh like chat area you know, where you could like talk to people. Um, but because the six colors, uh, you know, thing migrated from, uh, Slack to discord. Um, and it was actually, it's good. I, I like it now at the time I was a little iffy on, you know, the, the discord stuff. Cause it also kind of like has that gamer theme to it. So it's like, just like, uh, am I supposed to like have like RGB lights on my keyboard now or something? Like I, <laughs> gross, <laughs> but, uh, I, 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 and I still have like my slacks that are not work related. Um, and I can, you know, hop in and talk about dumb stuff. Um, and, uh, that it is with a very select group of people as well. Um, and the incomparable things. Uh, so it just makes me feel like I have different places that different comments and different like media types even can go. Cause like I don't post podcasts on instagram i don't um uh post photos of like beautiful sunsets on mastodon i'm not you know it's like you you just gotta like figure out the buckets for this stuff um and like where your attention and also your satisfaction from social interaction can be derived from while also having as few negative interactions as possible uh from people who are mainly concerned about like policing or inserting themselves in a way that is unwanted um mm-hmm. and not worth my effort in managing yeah i don't know but that's how i feel about the social media stuff do we want to talk about something like 
happy and fun and exciting. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. But first, I do want to say, I'm going to tell you, so this was an idea that I had that I didn't end up tweeting because of where it could have gone. And I want to share it here. Um, I was thinking the other day because, uh, well, it's actually been a couple of months ago that I thought about tweeting this. Um, There have been Dolly and uh, Stable Diffusion and all of these different uh, fun AI tools that can do all of these magical things. Um, I thought it'd be really neat if, because we've got, we've had this pandemic going on. And, you know, when I go to a uh, public place, I wear, and it's indoors, I wear a mask. Um, and in some instances uh, at those places, you'll take photos. Uh, for example, I think, was it last month? I think it was early last month. Um, my, co-worker, my colleague, uh, bought a bunch of tickets to see Roger Waters while he was in town and invited all of us to go with him uh, to see Roger Waters. And so I, I don't really know much about Roger Waters or didn't before the concert, uh, but uh, the the guy that I work with, he's like, he's such a nerd whenever it comes to music and stuff and gets so excited about it. And so I was looking forward to going to this event and talking to him about it afterward. So we were there and we all wore masks inside because you're inside of the, uh, in this case, the Golden State Arena, I think is what it's called. Uh, our Staples Center, maybe is the other name. I don't know. Um, big place where the Steph Curry guy plays. And so there are lots of people all breathing and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. Um, take photos and you're en enjoying your time. I thought it'd be neat if I could or anyone could select a chunk of their photos where they are um they and their friends or their their family or whomever are wearing masks in these photos and you feed them into the ai and then you feed a bunch of photos of you and the two or three other people that you're with into the system as well and then the ai recreates your face and like removes the mask so that yes we know that the pandemic was happening during that time and you've got the original photos that show that, but that we could also look back on that history and also have that moment of like, oh, this was a cool thing that happened. And I don't have to think about the trauma that I experienced during that time because of the pandemic and all of the different things that people did where they were just trying to have fun and, um, you know, uh, carry on during that time that you could uh, see your see it without without the mask going on. And I'm sure you can think of the reasons why I, did, I chose not to end up tweeting that. Mm -hmm. um, although on the whole, I think it's a pretty sort of innocent thing. Um, and I do want someone to make that happen. So um, yeah, I think it'd be kind of neat to sort of mask out that stuff and mask, haha, mask out the mask mm -hmm. and uh, be able to have those photos to like print and hang on a wall when those things happen during that time. Well, um, what you need to name oh, it for the product, just going to throw this right out there. A hundred percent. This is what the AI uh, product needs to be named. It's called mask for mask. <laughs> That's exactly what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, let me head over to the patent and trademark office right now. Make sure that's locked in <laughs> mask for mask. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so moving on to uh, fun and happy stuff. Uh, so 
long ago. You <laughs> listeners out there, you listener who is listening to this, unless you happen to be listening in a group, in which case listeners is more appropriate. Um, you know about uh, my storied history with Apple's Find My Network. I, uh, whenever the Air, whenever AirTag first came out, I purchased four of the AirTag trackers and I set them up with my phone. Um, and then I didn't use them very often and got notifications that I needed to replace the batteries and kind of ignored that because I wasn't going anywhere because pandemic. And then they died. And then while they were dead, I um, wanted to, for some reason, I wanted to remove them from Find My, and I don't remember what the reason was. Um, but I went in, went in and removed them from Find My, or so I thought. And it turned out that they were still like on the server side, registered with my uh, iCloud account with my Apple ID but they were no longer appearing in the Find My app or on any Find My app on any device, be it my Mac, my iPhone, my iPad. It was nowhere except for, oddly, my Apple Watch. And the Apple Watch is the one place where you cannot tap on an AirTag or other Find My Network item and then remove the item. You can only do that from the Find My app on a Mac, an iPhone, an iPad, etc. So because of that... I was not only unable to use the four air tags that I had because they were registered but not registered, um, but when I purchased a new air tag to sort of troubleshoot and uh, use it, it also would not connect with my uh, find my network. It would there was a whole process. You can go back and listen to the whole thing, but um, I ended up on the phone with Apple support for like three or four hours and we went through all this troubleshooting stuff and it was just an ongoing thing. I tried a billion different things and none of it worked. Um, and so my find my was just completely broken. Anytime I opened the find my app, um, I just got a spinning wheel not only for the items section of Find My, which is where you can find AirTags, but also in the devices section, which is what you need to do to be able to find a phone or a, uh, you know, a stolen tablet or whatever it happens to be. Um, I could tap on them on the map and be able to pull them up and pull up the menu for them. But I, there was no list of them that I could select and say, oh, play a sound from this. Um and so it has been broken for some time. So tried to get help. And because I had a phone on the beta, um, then it basically immediately resulted in the support team saying, oh, this is a beta issue and you need to talk to the beta team. Again, after I'd already spent the four or five hours or three, four hours, I mean, on the phone and trying to work all of this out. So I decided um, I'm going to wait until the next version of iOS comes out. So it'd be 16.1. And the next version of iPad OS uh, comes out, which was it actually ended up being the first version of iPad OS because Apple didn't release uh, iPad OS 16. It was 16.1 uh, from the get go. So iPad OS 16.1 rolled out. And my and of course, I had uh, put my phone and everything else onto uh, 16.1. And so none of my devices were on the beta. And I took the profiles off of everything. And I was sort of psyching myself up to 
place a call to Apple support and kick off the process again. And I dawdled on doing that. And Apple released the uh, 16.2 beta for the devices. (laughs) And I forgot about one iPad because <laughs> um, I have I have a, a large iPad and I have an iPad mini and the mini still had the profile on it. So it ended up getting iPad OS 16.2 beta, which meant that I was continuing on the beta track, um, which then would have caused me issues if I had called and they would say, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't do that. So. And it was like, all right, I guess I'll just wait. I, I didn't really have the energy at the time to uh, go through the thing. So I was like, I'll just wait until six. Because we're, we've heard some rumors that uh, sometime in December, we will get iOS and iPadOS 16.2. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'll call them in December. Well, on a lark, without much thought, I just decided on this iPad that's rolling iPadOS 16.2, I'm going to launch the Find My App so I can be annoyed as I see the uh, the the window spin and spin and spin and spin. And when I launched the Find My App, and I looked at the screen, and then I looked at the screen again, and then I gasped, all of the items that I had once registered, the 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 Air Tags I had once registered were appearing in the app gasp and i honestly it was like i was a hunter uh about to take down a deer or something i had this <laughs> moment of like I, I i can't touch them if i touch them they're gonna go away i just have to sit very still so it's like the ipad is staring at me i'm staring at the ipad it's yeah. staring at me i'm staring at it and i was like okay i just i it's and vision I, is I, based I, on movement yeah so i just tapped on one and it didn't disappear it was still there and so i said holy crap. Um, and I, uh, scrolled down and there was the remove item option and I tapped on it and I thought, okay, this is where it's all going to get messed up. And it spun a little bit and it said, um, can't find the item, meaning that, you know, the, the air tags that I have, I have had the batteries out of them for, um, a while now because I don't want anyone nearby thinking that I'm like tracking them, uh, because they're air tags that can't phone home. Um, they don't have a stable connection. So, um, it's a can't find item, but we can deregister it so that the next time it does connect, then it will be deregistered. And I was like, literally, that's all I've ever wanted for you to do. The, the, uh, tags themselves are already not paired. It's just on the server that the serial number and everything is locked with my Apple ID. I want you to take these off. And so I hit it and it worked. And so I did it with the other three and it worked. And then I did it. I've got um, a pair of uh, Belkin sent me many months, many moons ago. Um, They're called Soundform Freedom True Wireless Earbuds. And they are a pair of um, true wireless earbuds that are on Apple's Find My Network. And so I uh, tapped to remove those. And I did run into a little bit of an issue with those, but I was eventually able to get those removed. And so then I said, okay, so there's something in this beta that it's fixing things. So I went to my phone, I installed the beta profile, I downloaded iOS 16.2 for my iPhone. Um, I launched the Find My app. 
And the devices were still showing up in Find My, despite the fact that they had been removed from the iPad mini. And I thought, well, here we go again. Nothing is working. But then I remembered that because I had an inkling that iCloud Keychain was the culprit, given the fact that when I deleted stuff from iCloud Keychain, it made those Find My items um, sort of get flushed out like they needed to be. I went to my iPad mini and I remembered that I had toggled off syncing of iCloud keychain. So turned that on, uh, force quit the find my app on my iPhone, launched it again. No more air tags showing up in my find my and no more spin uh, for the devices tab or for the items tab. So then all that was left was to do the you know final test, the most important test, which is now that these AirTags have been deregistered from my Apple ID, can they be used? Are they no longer, um, you know, uh, registered on the server? And can I finally make use of them again? So I uh, did the reset feature for AirTags, which is you basically press down to uh, connect the battery and then let go, press down to connect the battery, let go. You do that five times. And on the fifth time, it does the chime of like, I'm a fresh new AirTag. And I brought it up next to my phone and the phone said add AirTag and I tapped the add button. And normally at this point, it would say Bluetooth error or something like that. Some error would pop up. But this time, oh, and the the option, it would have uh, a sort of selectable list where you could choose the name of the air tag that would never show up. It would stay blank and then it would error out this time. The names showed up and I'm like, Oh my God. So I, I chose a name for it. Hit next. Uh, it said, I will register with your Apple ID, blah, 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 blah. I said next. And lo and behold, it connected just fine. It showed up and find my, I tapped the button for play a sound. The air tag played a sound. And so I went through and added the other air tags. And as of today, um, it is still working just fine. Uh, so something happy fine Friday. It is working just fine. Um, <laughs> something in 16.2, uh, beta solved my problem. I immediately contacted a certain person uh, within a certain company to say, holy smokes, it's working. And they were very excited to hear that. And um, I don't know. I don't don't know what happened, why this fixed it, what's going on, but I am thrilled and um, happy that once again, uh, I can access the find my app. Like I don't, make use of, uh, the air tags or I obviously I've gone so long without them, but there have been a few times now where I did wish that I had had them, um, because I ended up leaving something behind, uh, or, you know, uh, and ha- had trouble finding something in, in the house. So I'm really excited to have that back, but more importantly, that the sort of cruft that was existing in the background is, not there anymore and that that's been resolved. So celebrate good times. Come on. Cause I genuinely thought that this was just going to be a thing I would have forever and that I would not be able to, uh, get it fixed. So I was, that, that was a, a really nice moment. That's good. I'm, I'm glad I was a little worried. Um, but, uh, I am glad that it was a, a good resolution 
it doesn't really make a lot of sense why any of those things happened, but it's done now. <laughs> um, I have Jason told me to buy air tags for a trip we're going on, um, and I was a little trepidatious because of our previous conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. So I still bought them, but I haven't set them up yet because I was like, I wonder if there's like a twist ending to this uh, or something. And when you texted me earlier in the week <laughs> that you had some uh, some news to share during the podcast, I was like. This better be good because I, <laughs> I hope I didn't just spend ninety something dollars on crap. Um, so yeah, that's a it's a positive thing. Um, so when I am uh stranded on hotel Wi-Fi, I got to make sure to download iOS sixteen point two when it's released. If something goes wrong with my AirTags, uh, so that's just something yes. to think about. Yeah, yes, that that seemed to have solved my the problem that I had specifically. Um, I imagine that people who didn't have that problem will not have an issue. Uh, but I guess the moral of the story for me may be, uh, when they tell you that they are running low, replace the batteries before trying to remove them from find my, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's the theory anyway. I, I honestly don't know what caused the problem for sure. I just only know the sort of most, um, the, the, the oddest, the oddest behavior that I had for a computer, um, was the behavior of sort of trying to get rid of them while there was no way to talk to them. Um, while also on a beta, I think that's what is, uh, the, the, the issue behind it. But again, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have any insight into it. Um, because Apple's folks were not able to help me, um, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, they would have, if I had called whenever I was all the way off the betas, it's just like, golly, you spend that much time on a thing. And then you think about all the work that it was. And then you are telling yourself, I really don't want to do this again. And so then you don't, <laughs> you just keep putting it off. <sighs> yeah. I, I, well, that's, I, I have, I'll reiterate again. I don't care enough about my tech podcast <laughs> to install any betas on my Mac or my iPhone. Uh, I only install it on the Apple TV. Um, and that's it. Uh, Speaking of that, there there were some Apple TV changes recently and a new product and all kinds of stuff that happened. (sighs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had to hear all about um, the (laughs) complaint my partner had about the Apple TV uh, changing something. So, yeah, you wrote an article uh, over at Six Colors, um, and I think if I am hearing correctly... My new product might be arriving right now, but uh, tell us about what you wrote over uh, oh, okay. on Six Colors, if you will. So, yeah, um, I, I uh, fired up my Apple TV the other day, and uh, apparently there was a server-side change to how the, uh, what's the name of it, Watch Now section of the Apple TV app works. Now, the Watch Now section is, in theory the first page that should load when you look at the TV app. Uh, sometimes it will kick you over to the Apple TV Plus app, um, especially if you are not subscribed to Apple TV Plus in an effort to entice you to subscribe. Uh, but in, it should put you on Watch Now. And in that Watch Now interface, 
the first row was an, a row of up next, your uh, content that you had started and wanted to continue watching. Uh, if new episodes of a show were released, like something's on a weekly basis, like let's say uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and that's released on a weekly basis, and it's that Friday morning, it would show up there, um, and you could watch it uh, without having to dig around inside of an app to go figure out whether or not that episode had been uploaded. It would just be right there in one place for you to be aware of it. Um, and if you had left off somewhere that you were watching something, it'd show you a little progress bar on a tile and be like, this is the next thing up. Um and obviously, you could remove things from the up next area so that you could tailor this to be your specific viewing experience. You could also add things like uh, things you intend to watch but haven't started yet. So it didn't need to be something that was in progress. And it would be for any app that works with any app or Apple TV channel that works with the TV app, um, which is an overwhelming majority at this point, other than the notable exception of Netflix. But that was the primary interface and the appeal of the TV app is just that you have this so you can get to what it is you want to watch quickly. Um, And then Apple said, how about no? How about we put this extra step in here, this extra layer in here, because we want to increase discovery of content. Uh, So now there is a featured section, which takes over the entire screen And at the very, very bottom of that screen, you can see the top portions of the little rounded rectangle tiles of the things that you actually want to watch that you need to swipe down to get to. If you don't swipe down fast enough, you also get auto-playing trailers or auto-playing some sort of commercial ad component content trailer thing cut for TV shows, um, where it'll show you a generic pitch for the show. Um, This is bad because (laughs) it's not what anyone would expect uh you're you're injecting a browsing process into a place where it's supposed to be about content access you can't even see the content you wanted to watch uh because it has been so minimized and displaced by the content that apple wants you to see another reason why it's bad is because They don't filter it based on what you've actually watched. So I watch uh, Abbott Elementary and I saw the whole first season of Abbott Elementary and it's in my up next queue. However, Abbott Elementary is in the cultural zeitgeist. So there is a tile for Abbott Elementary up there to just play the show. Um, And it's like, what? why aren't these two things related? Why do you have two separate things and the thing that has dominance is the generic thing that has nothing to do with where I'm at or what I'm watching? Uh, I don't understand that choice. And it wasn't just that show. It was an overwhelming majority of the things that were presented to me uh, up there. So I've seen the movie Top Gun Maverick uh, through iTunes on my Apple TV and it is showing it to me as a recommended movie for me to watch. Uh, there is also, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the, the Star Trek uh, Lower Decks. I've seen the whole season, of uh, all three seasons, um, and it's recommending the series to me. Uh, there's just like a, a, a tile all over the place lined up for all kinds of things that I've seen and some other shows that Apple would like me to see that have, they've editorially curated, picked, selected, 
for their little TV magazine presentation that auto plays <laughs> and only shows you one item at a time as you click through horizontally to the side. Um, I hate this change. Uh, it doesn't help me with discovery if it's going to show me things I'm already watching and not where I need to, you know, continue watching from. It's also removing the ability for me to even see clearly if I have something else to watch. It's not even like we've turned, we've, we've, uh, you know, moved up next down a row. Like it is off the screen to the point where you can't discern anything about that row down there. So if you decide, oh, I don't have that new episode, I'll watch whatever is in this this featured area. You can't make that decision without first scrolling down, or not scrolling, but sliding, tapping, or uh, hitting the the down arrow on the D-pad to go down to the row below it to check that first. So... (sighs) How does that help me? I don't it understand. And it it just makes me so angry because it is it is a lazy choice. Uh, it, it is not like lazy in terms of labor because, oh, this is human curated. Like humans pick these choices. And it's like, yeah, I know. But it has nothing to do with me personally. It has nothing to do with what I want to do right now as a task. It is we have decided you need to be aware of these general broad audience appeal shows and it's like okay but if i already am aware of them you've done nothing you've done uh-huh. less than nothing you've gotten in my way uh and i i despise you've annoyed it. me yes <laughs> you failed me for the last time uh so it just infuriated me so much yesterday that they they decided that the problem with the TV app was that I wasn't more aware of other <laughs> things to watch. Like, that's not that's not the problem. I, like, the problem is you need to make the interface cleaner, not clutter it up with more junk, especially not auto-playing exactly. stuff. Like, this isn't a gas station pump. Like, give me the TV oh, I want to watch. Um, that's the whole point of this. And you can't just, like, point to... Uh, Amazon or point to Roku or point to Netflix or point to like any of these other things like HBO Max or something and be like, well, they have their stuff that they want to promote at the top of the screen and it auto plays too. You can't tend to do that. You're supposed to be Apple. You're supposed to be better than that. I'm disappointed in you, Apple. You like, why can't you use more imagination to realize that you shouldn't get in the way of that experience that instead you should have the task oriented experience of I want to resume something and also the discovery experience of, I don't want to resume this right now. I want to be made aware that there's something else for me to see. Um, and I don't think that's mutually exclusive. I don't think Apple should only present you with things that you're uh, currently watching. Because I don't think that people should live inside of weird little bubbles like that. But it needs to be more relevant to what it is that you're you're doing and it needs to be up to the person to decide what mood they're in if i'm not in the mood to browse new tv shows then you shouldn't put me in a position where i need to browse new tv shows you can show them side by side if you want like top and bottom where the up next row is there first and underneath it is the featured row and i have to decide i want to go browse that is one way of doing it but I 
I need to make that choice. That needs to be on me. That needs to be on Sebastian. That needs to be on you. That needs to be on Jason. That needs to be on whoever is using the TV. It's not about what Apple's presenting because it's not supposed to be a billboard. It's not supposed to be an auto-playing entity for advertisements. Uh, And I don't understand the desire to push it in that direction. It is a, a, a choice that really junks it up and makes it less useful. And for most people, and I think a lot of people who are nerdy forget this, the experience of pushing that little TV button, home button thing is that it takes you to the TV app by default. And a lot of us have overridden that to go back to the app-based uh, home screen view um, when you push that button, but not everyone. And anyone buying a new Apple TV setting it up is going to get the TV app as their default home screen experience when they go to do anything. So when you are interacting with your TV and the first thing it's going to do is autoplay a trailer for White Lotus season two, how (laughs) does that help you at all? How does that, how does that show Apple respects your choices or boundaries? Um, I don't, Uh, perceive that as a benefit at all and one last thing i'll say before i turn the floor microphone microphone floor back over to you is that i really 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 absolutely hate every single interface that apple makes where they decide that there is an editorial magazine approach to displaying content because they go for such a wide, broad audience and there is no customizability for me that works inside of that interface. It goes, it's true for Apple News, where if I decide I don't want to see stuff from Fox News, it just makes a gray square. It's true for... <laughs> uh, Uh, the apple music interface where it's just like here's your friends mix and it's a tile of just junk or the rest of it is like here we've curated like other like nonsense things that have nothing to do with you because you listen to a soundtrack one time um and so it just it bothers me so much and when they try to do things that are algorithmically based like a few of those things inside the music interface and they put it up next to their editorial content the algorithmically based stuff sucks so bad next to the editorial stuff but they the only way they try to solve that in these interfaces and like they do in the tv app in the watch now section they have a, a for you row that's existed for a very long time and it is supposed to figure out based on your viewing habits and what other people view to watch those shows what is relevant to you it is not by any kind of category or duration or year or type of show or whether or not the show is canceled whether or not the show is critically loved or hated or anything it doesn't have any other context to it it's just for you just junk you could watch because someone else watched something based on something you watched one time and it just puts it all in one long row and it makes no sense and because they know it's not very good and because they believe so strongly in their editorial content that is pushed like 12 rows down, if you were to like count all those little horizontal movements uh, that you need to, uh, all those vertical movements you need to make between the horizontal rows. And so that puts it on basically like page four, if you think about it as like page, page uh, vertical pages. And I don't think that the problem to discovery is telling me about things I already know for a broad audience instead of things that are relevant to me and then having 
the bad algorithm of things that are relevant to me just pushed way down? Why don't we have a more relevant discovery experience that uses an algorithm? I don't care. You should at least be able to compare two lists and say, hey, this is in the same, the same uh, show is in these. Like, remove it. If it's there, uh, just only show me the thing once. If if it's something that's based on what my uh, what other people who are, who are watching that show watch, explain that relationship to me. If it's a sci-fi show, put it in a row that says sci-fi shows like the sci-fi show you watched. Um, and sometimes they do that, but it comes and goes inside of the interface. Like there was one time uh, a month ago where they had uh, based on uh, watching. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch and then it was like Mm -hmm. Star Trek episodes and I was like that's not really the relationship one would infer from someone watching Star Wars you would show Star Wars content there Um, but uh, that's just the kind of thing where it's just like they don't really know what to do in those places so all they do is have that big magazine feel of like this is a tv guide from 1996 these are the most popular shows here you go we know that you want to know about that more than anything else you want to do with your television set all right it's a very apple it's a very apple um mindset right we 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 can figure this out for you you don't need to yeah worry about this also i I, I I don't know how it is for you, but I wasn't an active Apple TV subscriber. Uh, and so what you usually have is the experience of opening the Apple TV app is that you get that splash screen that says subscribe Ted Lasso face and you say no and then it goes away and that puts you on that Apple TV plus tab and then you got to swipe Wait, away. How often does that happen? Oh, uh, that happens anytime the device restarts or it seems like the Apple TV app has been forced quit. Um, You're kidding me. N- no, uh, I wish I could test it again though under uh, my TV's on 16.2 now. I just want to know if they ever change it but i can't check it right now because selena gomez had a promotional code for two months of free apple tv uh for any newer returning subscribers so i was just like why not i'm not going to watch your documentary sorry selena but i i will use it to like watch severance or something but uh i'm not an active apple tv subscriber uh or wasn't an active apple tv subscriber so that was the experience that you get is that there's basically uh splash screen then swipe tab then go down into your up next and uh with the uh whole thing of featured now there's a another step in between where now there's also going to be a featured row which could also have apple tv plus content because i don't know if you know this but like i would say 40 percent of the titles that were in that uh up next area had something that was apple tv about them there was the shantaram um and uh ted lasso i've seen every episode of ted lasso you're in november of 2022 the cultural zeitgeist around ted lasso is so strong that it's in the featured row (sighs) come on guys like zero effort negative points um and uh so that that experience sucks but now that i am in an active uh relationship with apple tv again and i wish i could have done this before the the change to uh the featured row um I don't get as heavy of a lean on the subscription-based subscribe to Apple TV Now stuff. Um, or sorry, Apple TV Plus Now stuff. I meant the, the thing. But because uh, they also had in the interface, they would have a, a blob that would take up about two-thirds of the screen that would say to subscribe now. Um, 
it was uh, relatively unpleasant. But uh, it is a very junky experience if you're not paying Apple a lot of money. Um, and it even when you are paying Apple a lot of money, it feels like you're using something where you're not paying Apple. Uh, that, oh, yeah. they're, they're just running ads because this is so cheap. It is not that situation. But, uh, you know, speaking of cheap, um, I imagine that it's something to do with factoring in to your purchase for today that should be arriving. Yeah, so um, I did order the new Apple TV, uh, the one with Ethernet, for the purposes of having another uh, thread border router in mm-hmm. my home, and also for the purposes of having a an actual wired Ethernet connection, because what this is going to do is force me to finally take the time to set up my Mocha adapters, which I will explain in a moment for po- for pokes. Yeah, for pokes who don't know, um, <laughs> so that I can uh, wire the Apple TV. Because the one that I have right now is old enough that I can... Um, uh, th- th- well, it's one of the newer ones, but it was in the before times, so it still had Ethernet. Um, and it is not the fast gigabit ethernet. So the Wi-Fi was what made more sense there. But um, with this new one, I'm excited about those two things. And the reason, uh, the the thing that I was talking about, uh, MOCA, it stands for, oh, now I don't remember what it stands for, Um, but it is a, is it media? Let's see what that stands for. I think this is the C coaxial. Um, Maybe. Uh, Yeah. Multimedia over coaxial alliance is what MOCA stands for. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you, if you have, if if at some point in your home, someone, a cable guy ran a coaxial cable to different places and you don't have ethernet, ethernet, not ethernet, um, (laughs) you don't have ethernet (laughs) ran to multiple places, uh, then you can do some magic by way of Mocha, what it lets you do is essentially run Ethernet over the the coaxial cable that's in your home. So uh, you get two of these devices, and one you run from your router, or in this case, the switch that is connected to my router, and then you uh, run a coaxial cable from the other end of the Mocha adapter into in this case, I've got, it's in an upstairs closet. There's this um, sort of hub thing on the wall that has multiple coaxials that all lead to different rooms. And I screw in the one that leads to the living room. Then I go downstairs to the living room and I screw a coaxial cable onto that, screw the other end onto the other Mocha adapter, and then plug an Ethernet cable into it, which then runs into, in this case, I'll have a network switch on the other end uh, that then runs into the different devices that I have. So it is a way to not have to run Ethernet all the way down to the living room, which I can't do through the walls here as it is a rental. So they would be rather upset if I, you know, went to town tearing apart walls to make that happen. Um, so yeah, this is the way to, to make that happen easily. And I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Um, I like temporarily set it up at one point just to see if it would work and ran into some issues, but then I realized it was a th- problem that I had 
caused, not one that was wrong with the uh, tech itself. So once I got it all figured out, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to making that happen. Um, and, what, and this Apple TV, oh, go ahead. What made you go with Mocha over the um, Ethernet over power thing? I don't believe in those. <laughs> um, it's witchcraft. I wouldn't allow it in my home. <laughs> it's, well, it's like, I, um, it's like going to a... Um, let's see. It's like going to a state fair and, uh, talking to the person that both runs the pop, the, the, uh, kettle corn, um, shop and also is the psychic, uh, that will read your fortune versus going to, uh, I don't know, a, 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 hole in the wall in New York where there's a psychic and has been there for years. And, uh, you know, people seem to suggest them. So what I'm saying is it's, um, faux witchcraft is what I think, (laughs) uh, power over, uh, electricity is, um, or rather ethernet over, uh, AC is versus the other one. And I say that because everything that I've read, every time someone uses, um, ethernet over, power, they always are unhappy with the speeds. Mm -hmm. They always are unhappy with um, the cutouts and the jitter and all of that kind of stuff. It is, um, and and, and it makes sense because you are trying to pass a signal over this connection that is already sending electrons in a different way. And it doesn't, well, saying sending electrons would have some people quibbling because they just kind of move on their own. But um, yeah, it's not a good way to do it. Uh, The lack of insulation between the the two systems and trying to get that connection to go through. I just, when I say I don't believe in it, I mean, I don't believe in recommending it to anyone Mm -hmm. because of all of the trouble that I hear with that Uh, versus Mocha which in my mind, not only do I hear good things about it, um, but it is also, it's it just like, it makes sense. The internet that comes into my home already comes over coaxial cable. And so I know that coaxial cable and ethernet can play ball with one another and it's not having any interference with other uh, sort of power trying to be sent over the line or anything like that. So yeah, that's, that's what leads me to do that. I just, um, I think that power, or, I mean, uh, internet over power, or however people call it these days, yeah. um, it was a, tr- it was trying to fix a problem that existed. And it seems like for people who don't uh, pay much attention it works okay, but if you have any knowledge of how it works and you look then at the the stats for nerds, so to speak, then you realize that it ends up not being worth it um, due to the the loss of of connection and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I've, I've I haven't looked at Mocha because I don't have a, a suitable. Uh, coaxial connection in the places that I'd want to put it. Um, but the, uh, was it the, uh, the power thing appealed to me kind of, except that you, you apparently need to have them on the same circuit. And I know that the place here, the office area is on a different 
like sub panel that goes to the box and i was like how is that all like when we talk about a different circuit like is that gonna work uh, i don't know so oh right does it I, have to be on a different break or does it have to be on the same breaker or does it have to be in the same uh whole house setup because if it has to be on the same breaker and depending on how your electrician has wired the home yeah that could be because sometimes there's there's a wall that on one side is connected you know the the power is connected to one breaker but on the other side the power is connected to the other breaker and if they can't communicate oh man yeah that could get complicated so i just i i i've lacked confidence in that being a solution so i've just been relying on these euros um and then when uh there was that announcement that the euro uh power over ethernet thing came out i was like oh that's perfect it's built in and then i was like wait no that's not what that means <laughs> uh it means the other thing it means that it's yeah. supplying power over the over the the networking <laughs> and i was like oh well, i don't care about that that's not my problem right <laughs> oh that would have been nice mm-hmm. um yeah I, i'm i'm sad that you don't have uh mocha or rather you don't have uh coaxial in a place that makes sense and i imagine you are N- not interested in no you, i have a crawl you space don't I, no rent right no I, I yeah we we don't rent i could if i wanted to uh go underneath the house through the crawl space um oh. and i could uh run an ethernet cable from the primary bedroom up to my office uh which is three s- sets of stairs up uh yeah, because this is a, oh. this is a house on a hill. Remember, uh, so I can go down underneath the house on the slope that kind of like goes up and down, kind of like a ziggurat or, or underneath. Um, I've been underneath the house once before. Uh, I, you did? Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Um, I had a panic attack uh, and I needed to leave. I don't blame you. Uh, it's, do you have an attic? Uh, there isn't a connected attic uh, because again like a ziggurat um this there 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 are attics um there are areas above (laughs) but they don't connect to one another so you can't run anything up there and also because that's the primary problem is trying to get around where they put the uh the the at&t fiber guy put it in the primary Uh bedroom um because Uh i guess that was he decided that that's where that needed to go and jason didn't put up much of a fight about it um and then i found out about it afterwards i was like why that's the worst place because it's like right by the front of the house and so it 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 is a terrible terrible place to have wi-fi but the other problem is there's basically uh a a insulating wall thing um from going Mm. from that floor up to the next floor that blocks Mm -hmm. a lot of uh transmissions unless you're at a funny angle and then you can get uh something so we've strategically placed you know beacons in places um and i get decent internet to my office but i don't get the same kind of internet i would get if i was hardwired to the box because it is gigabit fiber um so that's irksome but i'm surviving uh and of course there's always the thing of lag where i just like to have not to deal with that but it's good that you got the apple tv 4k with wi-fi and ethernet um as is the the product name of it thank you um with the Mm usb-c powered uh siri remote that has changed in no other way except for that yeah i don't agree with that decision uh i feel like it should keep working on that and make it better. Um, Cause I never liked putting the Siri button on the side and other choices, but uh, it is better than the old remote. So that's always 
the thing it's got going for it. But it's good that you have another one because it's always good to have two of the those remotes rather than one of the glass ones still kicking around. Oh um, my word. I've got two of those tucked away in some drawer somewhere mm-hmm. just so occasionally I can look at them and go, you, <laughs> you are the problem. Now, out of curiosity, do you have... Um, you're you have an HDR TV that you're plugging this into, yes or no? I do. Okay, yes. And I'm assuming Dolby Vision or yes. Okay, because there is the whole thing of this is the one that has HDR 10 plus. Um, mm-hmm. and they decided it would be a hardware is, feature. Is HDR 10 plus above the same as or below Dolby Vision? Same as it is a okay. uh, not patent encumbered version. Got um, it. Basically, because uh, Samsung doesn't want to pay Dolby licensing fees for Dolby Vision, so they took HDR. Uh, they took the same sort of concept of Dolby Vision, and they just made it free, kind of like some of the stuff that Google does with image and video things, um, mm-hmm. where. And uh, they are in the position where they've decided they don't want to pay any licensing fees. And they are like, I think, the number one TV manufacturer or whatever globally. Honestly, yeah. I, I say more power to them on that specifically. I think that it's goofy that Dolby is just like, yeah, we're going to um, take this. It's Yeah, no, I, I say more power to them on that one. Maybe you disagree. I'm curious to hear, but. I I like that there's an open standard versus a pay us just so you can use this name for a thing that your TV can do Um, when it's like, but I can make my TV do it. So why do I need your permission to say that it can do it now? I it's not. Wait, are you required as a Hollywood guy to be like. Dolby, yeah. Because if so, you have to tell me. No, although I do know people okay. who are like Dolby, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, it, it is, it is not a situation where I have any horse in this fight. Uh, but I, it is interesting because people picked sides, manufacturers picked sides, um, so they would support HDR10 Plus or they would support Dolby Vision, but never both. Um, and Samsung's really the only one that does HDR10 Plus only. There are cheaper TV sets by Hisense and I think TCL that will support both, but they're also cheaper sets that are not that good at showing HDR content anyways. So you don't really want to get one that shows either. You want to get the best one of one of them. Um, Ah. And so that usually winds up being you're either picking between a high-end Samsung television or a high-end LG or Sony. Um, and the LG and Sony will be Dolby Vision exclusive, and the Samsung will be HDR10 exclusive, uh, HDR10 Plus exclusive. All TVs that are HDR do HDR10. Um, and so it is just a situation where if you're a Samsung TV owner, it should be a good thing. But one of the things I was surprised by is that they don't have HDR10 Plus content in iTunes uh, or oh, the storefront. Oh, it's only Dolby Vision? Yeah, it's still only Dolby Vision. They don't have anything Weird. mastered for HDR10 Plus. And I was like, and maybe I'm missing something. But then I was watching uh, our, the YouTube TV reviewer. Uh, he reviews TVs. Um, and he got an Apple TV uh, 4K, the, the same one you got, from uh, Apple directly from their PR. Um, mm. And they... Uh, had him watch stuff that is in the Prime Now app. 
because they don't have anything in their storefronts that is the HDR10 Plus stuff. So the HDR10 Plus stuff, you can only watch on select Amazon Prime titles. uh, I'm sorry, select titles in uh, Prime Video. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're all like Prime exclusive, but that is such a niche benefit. That's bad. Yeah. I was surprised that it shipped like that because it's like, Number one, this seems like a software feature that you should be shipping out to the previous generation of the H- uh, the, the Apple TV 4Ks. It's not a horsepower issue or a special chip. Um, as far as I am aware, I have not seen anyone do a breakdown of a television set that has an HDR10 plus chip. Um, but the uh, the the silly part is just that there's no way for someone to really take advantage of the benefit of having that you know, it just is a checkbox right now. I'm curious if they will roll out changes that are not ready at the moment um, and if at some future date, but it is weird uh, that they don't have any of that stuff ready. They don't even have like a launch title to be like, look, this, you know, Top Gun Maverick is in HDR 10 plus or something. Um, uh, although it mainly seems to be Warner titles that uh, are mastered for HDR 10 plus. And keep in mind, if you are watching something that is in HDR uh that is in dolby vision it will also be offered in hdr10 regular hdr10 which is not as good um and most people can't i don't think tell the difference really so they'll be satisfied either way they'll think they're watching hdr10 plus stuff or whatever when they click around and see things but if you were someone who was expecting to actually get what you're like promised here you would be a little disappointed um perhaps uh and then finally with that whole thing is the the storage stuff which again games games uh and that tv reviewer said that apple you know apple pr handed him a playstation 5 controller and i was just like what uh so i don't know i don't get it um but uh that'll be for another day i'm sure they're gonna have some weird change to apple arcade that'll be like shoved in our faces um and uh please subscribe yeah to, like, right now Candy Crush. They're, they're they're definitely just uh highlighting the fact that you can connect so many controllers to the apple tv mm-hmm. um they do have support for so many of them and they continue to try to make that obvious um so you can use whatever controller you want but yeah i imagine that there will soon be more of a focus on that as we continue Yep. <sighs> well, that's that. Yep. Uh, fi- happy, happy Fine Friday to you and a fine Friday to all of you out there. Uh, please tweet at us with your means of celebrating this Fine Friday. I'd love to hear about your observances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you all. May your may your may your lives be fine. And your fabrics be finer. Aye, Captain. (laughs) And your fabrics be finer. (laughs) 